Hello everyone and once again welcome you all to the Envision show with Shane. This is our third episode and if you can remember in our last episode I was mentioning a story which was related to a doctor. There was a kid who was crying and her parents were trying to soothe that kid by giving some toys and and saying some fairy tales but they couldn't. And there was a doctor. He went to that kid and he knelt down to create some level eye contact with that girl and i don't know what happened there were some magical words going on here and there and finally that kid stopped crying so today i invited the main actor of that story dr ajantan jaisilen who's who's and who's the acting dmo of uh, akuran hospital family physician a counselor and a psychotherapist at uh, mobile medica hospital royal care hospital and uh, and uh, family medica in akuran and also he is a senior lecturer and an entrepreneur and we all well known him as dr ajay so welcome you doctor for our show yeah thank you very much ashen it's a pleasure uh, being here and uh, a very proud fact uh, of seeing you uh, doing this as i think i have mentored you in toastmaster so i'm very proud of you uh, and uh, thanks for the invite yeah right so once again welcome you and uh, if i just relate the story that i was mentioning was a part of his speech uh, which is done in toastmasters the topic was if i'm not mistaken power of words yes. am i correct yes yes, yes. power of so words. yes so can you just explain what what happened yeah so um i was uh, actually relating a story uh, or or may i say an example uh, where the topic was power of words and i wanted to relate uh, what uh, words can do uh, to an individual uh, name it it can be from uh, even from an infant to a person who is very old right uh, nevertheless their age and also i want to relate power of words meaning it is not only words words have lot of meaning between words i always uh, used to tell <clears throat> you uh, ashen uh, the the times i mentored you if you, if you if you can remember it is not what you only speak right facts are there in between the words as they say music is made not only while you play your piano but it is the music actually is meaning in between the notes likewise the the power of words are there where when you talk and also where there is relevant silence also so this particular child <clears throat> if i was not mistaken had had a, a disorder called adhd which which is quite common it's called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder uh just to tell you the child loses control and does not listen to the parents and just runs around and practically is pretty naughty uncontrollable so so these parents brought them i see uh, uh, children like this very often but these parents brought in, brought them in and most of these parents not only these parents when they come in <clears throat> the first thing they do is they complain about the child in front of the child they complain they think the child is just 3 years 4 years and then they don't understand right but uh, i realized something during my experience that even children of 6 months to 1 year they do understand we should realize that 
so this particular instance when this uh, parents <coughs> brought in the child uh first thing they told about the child and then in front of the child uh, the child would have been about 5 years they started you know practically uh scolding and putting the child down and i can see the child's face changing you know he was so uh you know what can i say all negative feelings are coming and he was so getting annoyed with the parents so coming back to the story you exactly told about the kneeling part so that i did because you need eye contact i have seen a lot of people talking to children standing up you have to go to their level that's what i did first and then after that i listened which is called active listening and when i did that and when i consoled the child and when i i told the parent separately not to do that the child actually improved right so so that that's what i basically did dash yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and 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 also if i had something for that now when you are doing a public speaking i always like i always like to add some stories to my speech yeah so yeah. as i remember you did this speech when um, when i when i uh, newly joined toastmasters back in 2016 but okay. still i can remember the story yeah. so it's really important to add stories because at the end of the day listeners will only remember the yeah. stories that you mentioned exactly. so that's uh, some kind of an additional point Exactly. So I have another question. Yeah. So what is effective communication from a doctor's view and what are the main or um, uh, important aspects of communication? Yeah. So uh, as I always I have told you personally plus uh, uh, I practice this which maybe I did not have uh, some time back is uh, effective communication and uh, it's uh, uh, communication is two way okay as you know right so for me uh, communication and networking are two words that have to go uh, side by side for any individual to actually thrive in this world uh, so i i actually maybe a little bit later in my life only i realized it and uh, worked towards it so it it helps me a lot so effective communication is obviously not one way so it has to be minimum two or more right and the uh, person who is on the receiving end and the person who is giving the message uh, number one both of them have are important right and especially when you come to a doctor because you are particularly asking about doctor we practice something called patient centered care now gone are the days where earlier people were practicing doctor centered care and even now unfortunately uh, some places it happens but most most of the places they have changed to this patient centered care so what is patient centered care that is only an effective uh, communication for a doctor where the patient is your main person not you right so you yeah. actually have to give the prominence to the patient right and then to have effective communication there's something first you need to do you don't talk first there's something called active listening okay so uh, that uh, even in toastmasters uh, we learn that a lot you know ashen and yeah. as a counselor also it's a very important aspect or a quality that you should have and as a doctor that should be there so if you want to have effective communication as a doctor uh, there are few things one is patient centered care next is uh, active listening right where you listen to the patient first and then after that you actually 
reply them according to their questions right and then you don't jump the gun and take the conclusion before they do because that is not a good way of communication right and also there is something called holistic care that we practice meaning even if a patient just comes for fever and cough right you don't mm-hmm. actually effective communication is you don't only ask about the relevant questions on the cough and the fever but you need to ask on the whole thing because that fever and cough can be a cause of something else if a person comes for headache it can be it does not mean that it's only a headache due to something uh, physical that patient uh, can have depression or can have a big problem in the house and that is the reason for the headache so if you don't ask about the family you're not going to get you will be treating the patient 3 4 times for headache giving all the medications but they won't get better but then the doctor who actually asks about the family only realizes that this headache is due to this problem not due to what i am treating you understand what i mean yes so exactly. that is only called effective communication yeah so um, as a doctor now if you go for a channeling center you can spend much more time for a one particular person i mean a patient yeah. because there is a long queue waiting to meet you understood so hmm. as a doctor i mean as as a patient now um, your doctor that we are consulting has only a limited time for us so uh, as patients how can we limit our questions with that particular time and just come to the point okay right uh first of all uh, i understand uh, <clears throat> that uh, there are uh, things uh, like this where uh, there is lack of time and all those things are understood so you can't actually in that part you cannot blame the doctor nor you cannot blame the patient because the patient on one end uh, is going to a doctor uh, to actually clarify make sure that he is happy not only with the medicine but also by as your topic says curing words of the doctor for the doctor has about n number of patients waiting out who equally want the time so if he spends like half an hour with you right then he has to spend only 5 minutes with the next 10 people which is unfair yes. but if it's if the doctor plans a time out there should be a minimum time out for each patient because it's pretty unfair if you suddenly see few patients you see uh, like properly and then because you are running short of time you <clears throat> quickly run through so one thing that the patients do now that i have seen in my experience and uh, of course uh, throughout my years uh, it's not not wrong but there is a sense of lot of people googling going into the internet before coming to a doctor mm-hmm. i'm talking about not urgent stuff but Uh, most of the time that i have realized see what i want to tell everybody is it's nothing wrong you have the right to find out but you should go to a proper site and you should go to a simple site so what happens is lot of my not lot of patients but there are patients who do that and especially in the town areas it's a lot that i know candy colombo it's a lot that i realized So when you go too much into it your a small problem of a headache right in that site it it has they have explained up to having a tumor in your head right and you can like die tomorrow okay so you are having a headache maybe due to some issue you have a small problem at home or some financial problem you are depressed you are getting a headache or you have migraine 
right or you have a simple common headache right or you have a headache due to a fever right now though uh, or sinusitis due to phlegm now, many reasons are like that now so you first you need to see that now when you go and google that you whatever the doctor says at that time and gives you are thinking no, no i have a tumor i have a cancer i feel i am going to die tomorrow that's what your mind that so first of all before coming to a doctor i i, I don't think it's really necessary for every time to google and see uh, i of course sort of not discourage but i sort of have a middle path to it and i explain to them so don't go too much if you are googling just go to the first basic facts what can it be don't go to the last fact if you go also just think about it as say that you may have it don't think that you are going to have it right that is 0.5% only you are going to have something like that the 99.5% is going to be something else right yeah. and then go and use the time properly so you need to plan it only relevant questions mm-hmm. for instance headache relevant question if you have fever okay now you have covid right and maybe dengue and a few dangerous things so you plan your questions according to that so okay. if you can plan it and uh, uh, not use google unnecessarily i think mm-hmm. you can balance your time that's that that's the advice i can give you yeah mm-hmm. so uh, with this pandemic situation now everyone yeah. is afraid to go out and they are yeah. afraid to interact with people now yeah. that's that's like it's okay that's fine but uh, how can we get used to this new normal and start again with our work because people now nowadays people overthink about this pandemic situation and they always yeah. try to restrict and limit their things mm. yeah. so how can we get uh, used to this new normal and, and as a doctor what can you give as an uh, advice yeah yeah fine ashen so a uh, basic thing is uh, i mean it's a worrying thing and uh, my gut feeling or maybe a common gut feeling it's going to be there for a while as all of you all know i don't think this is going to go overnight or i feel even this year next year you don't know but we might have to be with mask even if covid goes off we might have to you know continue to be with masks and all that for a while so the new normal life is that so uh, there are a lot of controversies where a lot of people you know think that they should lock down like the first time but then the other side of it when you lock down there's a problem with uh, all of us are facing financial situations as you know so just imagine uh, if we are fin- facing that a common farmer a daily laborer uh, is going to go in hunger so actually saying uh, <clears throat> maybe uh, uh, locking down has two schools of thought if you say so if you are going to go on with this and if you are thinking about the new norm which they practice uh, it is something that has to be practiced whether you like it or not but unfortunately yes there are people practicing it that i have seen in many occasions people not practicing it also so basically if you are practicing you have to get that discipline into your life right so that is one quality so i always feel that this covid has brought in lot of things that we did not have before everybody th- says covid is a bad thing and of course it is of course i'm not telling the good but they feel that life is gone but actually if you say there are so many things that you never did and dreamt are going to come now because of this covid right lot of diseases have reduced patients have reduced to the doctors why because 
did people wear masks earlier no did people wash their hands so often earlier did people use sanitizers earlier no did people have one meter gap earlier no right everything was unclean now because it's a cleanliness has come everybody is realizing you don't think now washen if you come think of it when did you get sick can you tell me i can't remember when i got sick right <laughs> so yeah so that's the thing so basic thing is you need to there are some countries i don't want to mention names but there are some countries perfect okay one i will name is new zealand is number one why because they are disciplined and of course the leadership did in a way where the uh, the the people also uh, followed and gave the support and ultimately they uh, they sort of are uh, of course i think second wave also has come but they have controlled it to an extent so the main thing is discipline here so you y'all will have to wear the mask properly wearing the mask is not to the mouth not half to the nose it is full and you need to wear it properly and at all time then the they say now they say even 2 meter gap right because the second wave virus uh, the spread is more you know so mm-hmm. basically 1 meter or more that has to be there right which also i have not i have not seen i mean i have still seen people without masks i have seen that right so okay. those two plus hand washing is very important regular hand washing you should have a sanitizer with you you have to spend a little bit for all that and make sure that you sanitize right and be careful at all times and main thing the new norm is what we as doctors practice is you think that whoever comes in front of you is having covid <laughs> that is the main idea whoever comes in front of you is infected with the virus whoever it is right if you think like that then you can save a lot and also in hospitals they have found out how it spreads in the staff more than the patients what i told you all that it can come uh, uh, when you are not careful plus a simple thing like this even in offices everybody gets together and eats right so you are separate in different offices one meter gap all that you do but all go together to the same canteen open their mask down and start eating <clears throat> right and that's the time you can be very careful all over to get infected inside where when you eat together so right. all this have to change right okay yes yes exactly okay so um, um like uh, tell me about some kind of a time that you or someone you have observed had a difficult time communicating with someone i mean uh, a story or something which happened to you uh, uh many times ashen uh, maybe i cannot like recall one story at the moment sorry about it but many instances like especially with <clears throat> patients <clears throat> uh communication gaps are there right so uh, uh i mean in many places i worked including now also so there are some places where uh there are patients who sometimes don't understand uh uh one particular language and the staff are more relevant in that language or the doctor is relevant in that language so now luckily for me uh i am well versed in all three languages right but if by chance there's a issue like that that i have come across many times so what happens is one message is put out actually the person who is communicating is telling it nicely but the other side when they don't understand they uh, react in a different way then what happens is this person tells a second time then again they react in a different way or they don't listen 
and then ultimately what happens is the um uh, communicator uh, gets annoyed or gets frustrated then the words change when the words change the other side they also think that even if this communicator is talking properly they think that they are rude to them so likewise in many instances but especially in the hospitals to tell you frankly you can't blame both the sectors i mean you can't blame the patients and you can't blame the doctors and the nurses and the staff also so <clears throat> that's the reason that is one thing that i have seen very commonly which has led into a uh, few miscommunications even in the places i am working right now yeah <clears throat> right so um, as our last question i'll be putting a, sta- a statement on our desk and you can be agree with that or not and just uh, justify your answer so here comes the statement the best time to talk to your doctor about serious illness is when you are healthy okay uh so uh, i think this is one of the best questions that you have asked accordingly uh, of course all the questions are good uh, i didn't mean in a bad way but i i feel this is one of the best because nobody has asked this actually to me i, I have done few things like this uh, many people but actually this is a very good question that i say so i think you are correct but there are two ways to it so one is uh you need to be very conscious of your health even though you're the most fittest person on earth because i have seen even my own friends uh who don't have any any bad habits and who are very fit and to the brim and then they actually uh you know even have got heart attacks when they are like 40s on the other side there are people you know who have all the uh, uh habits that are not ethical and you know are not fit at all and all that and they sometimes don't have anything till they are even 70 years so health is very funny right so you can't uh, say i am very fit so i don't need to go to the doctor so basically when you are above 40 right we normally advise you need to take your first check it's very essential it does not mean that you need to take every year but when you are 40 minimum at least it's nice if you can take your basic things like your lipid cholesterol your sugar check your pressure right <clears throat> okay so depends on that a few tests and when you are healthy only you should actually also go to a doctor what i mean is just because you are healthy that does not mean that you don't need to go to a doctor but if you are not healthy you have to go to a doctor that is one thing but answering your question being healthy does not mean that you have to avoid so it does not mean that you need to go to a doctor but at least you know when you reach maybe not before 40 but when you reach at least 40 to 45 it's i think advisable for you to just do a general checkup i mean many places you have something called a full body checkup right and you do a full body checkup and then you can take the reports and just see a doctor at the start i'm sure everybody has a either a family doctor or somebody close by who you can go and relate so that's my answer just because you're healthy that does not mean that you're not going to have anything and you are going to avoid everything till you get something that is wrong so i think your answer is a bit controversial 50 50 but for me it's more on the side of yes above 40 yes even if you are healthy you should check up yeah 
I also agree with you and uh, even I'm not above 40 I do yeah. regular checkups like uh, every good. six months very good yeah <laughs> so very good. Um, yeah um because actually i am in a boarding place and i am all the okay. time eating from outside so right. it's it's really right. better to have a checkup check yeah um, so here comes to the end of our show and uh, thanks a lot dr mm-hmm. ajay for yeah, welcome thanks a lot spend, yeah, spending yeah. your valuable time with us yeah. and sharing your knowledge so once again thanks a lot and uh, to all my folks here comes to our end and uh, let's meet with another episode till that bye bye